Welcome to episode 34 of Land the Plane Podcast. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. And this is our final episode, and not of all time, but hopefully, but in this summer series we've been doing called Bible Trippin'. We know it's been a bit of delay since the last episode, episode number 33 to number 34 here, but you know what? Summer happened, and when summer happens and the road calls, Jonathan, sometimes you just got to get on the road, right? When it calls, I got to go, got to go, got to go. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, I've not been the one going. It's been you. Yeah, it's been me this time. You did have a little trip in there, I too. I did. Though. But, uh, yeah, I've had two. Like, it's, it's been. Yeah. I've been all over the country, I feel like. Must be nice. You know, yeah, you take know, vacations all the time. That's what you do. You know. You know. Big deal like myself. <laughs> no, it's been a good good couple of weeks. Had a lot of good family time, just like we hope you are. And so this Bible tripping uh, final episode might be a little late in the summer, but hey. School hasn't it's started still summer. here yet. I know it started. It's still summer. Some places, though. It's already started. It's, yeah. It starts Tennessee. pretty soon. Tennessee's mean, man. They got the kids already back in school. Yeah. Where you at, Tennessee? <laughs> I think they get yeah. long breaks. No, it doesn't really matter. But They actually get this white stuff called snow. Snow. So they build in some extra days for that, I think. We don't know snow around here. No. Don't know no snow. snow. You know, I, I bought a Jeep Wrangler a while back. Mm-hmm. Like four years ago. That's a while. A couple, yeah. a couple weeks. And it had, I think it had snowed every year we lived in Arkansas. Until I bought that Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> That's always the way. Never got to drive the Jeep in the snow. The entire four, four and a half years I had it. Yeah. That's, really, that was... I mean, it's a little sad. It's depressing. Because the Jeep's gone now. Yeah. So we'll gone. probably get a heavy snow this year. Thanks, Jonathan. Most likely. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yep. All right. Whatever I can do. Well, you know, that's what we do. We help the people out. But... uh I'm excited about this final episode, Jonathan. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's, good. It's going to be a. It's going to be a good one. Well, <laughs> we'll see here in a little while. <laughs> so you on your trip, you said you said just a few minutes ago that on your trip you like had some issues or went the wrong. I don't know. Whatever you. You yeah. said you had a story. Well, it wasn't this last trip. Tell your story. It wasn't this last trip that I had a. Oh, not the last. Had trip. a thing. It, it was, was from the- from our childhood because I was thinking about tonight's story, oh. <laughs> what we're going to be talking about, <laughs> and I flashed back to one. Yeah, that's a that's a long time ago. Yes, yes. Back in the by all means, let's go down memory lane right now. Well, I was a little boy, young lad back in the day, um, and we had driven down to Orlando, Florida, to go to Disney World and stuff. And it was just the four of us: my mom, dad, me, and my brother. And I was pretty young. Um, it was like the first time we went, and we took a side trip to go down to NASA. Because uh, not that far, I guess. I couldn't tell you now how far it is. But we had to take a little drive over to NASA. And I remember uh, it was it was the, one of the first things we did when we got down there. We like decided to go do that, then come back to Disney. So we're driving down there. And my dad, we get low on gas, okay? My mom's stressing out a little bit. Me and my brother, we don't really care much. We're just in the backseat having a good time. But my dad refused to go buy gas. He was just going to let it go for a while because he was convinced there was going to be a gas station close to NASA. Mm. Okay. So we're, we're heading, and this is one probably of his... Probably can't use that NASA gas. Well, you know, I, it was just one of those things. We probably wasn't really thinking it through. And so 
we're getting to the point where it's getting really kind of hairy on the gas tank. So I remember he's starting to panic a little bit. And so he says, I'm going to take this next exit. No matter what, this next exit has to have gas, right? So he pulls off and he takes the exit and he goes down and we turn left to go. There's no signs. Maybe there wasn't gas signs back then. I don't know, but there wasn't nothing. And we go under the bridge and we come up to this gate. It's just a chain link fence and a gate. And there's two guys in a garage type, one of those check-in type points. One of them's holding a machine gun. <laughs> and I remember my dad just... You like, were on the way to the other Disneyland. Yeah. And yeah. happened on to Area 51. <laughs> I think we were on the backside of NASA or something. Uh, maybe that's where they should raid instead of over at Area 51. Maybe yeah. it's down there in Florida. But anyway, so I just remember my dad stopping, and the guy just steps out, and I remember my dad just slowly putting the car in reverse, <laughs> just <laughs> backing up down the road until he could back up. And he got back on the interstate, and I think it was like two two more miles down the road, we finally found some gas. I think we came sputtering in on fumes, but I just remember that moment of pulling up to that gate. Dude steps out with a machine gun. <laughs> My dad slowly just shifts it in reverse and just starts going in the direction. Because, you know, I mean, because I thought to start with, it's like, well, just tell the guy I'm about to run out of gas. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm betting they've told him not to believe that statement. <laughs> Shoot him anyway. Shoot him. <laughs> yeah, but that's just tonight's topic, well, talking about friction to talk about, made me just yeah. think of that story because it was a bad decision to take that exit. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But I didn't get shot, though. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Had a good time at NASA, though. Pretty cool place. I've never been. I want to go. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Definitely want to go. I'd love to see a an actual launch of some, you know, something. Yeah. Rocket. I mean, large we can, we rocket. Go get you one of those rockets you put you know. in the backyard and just shoot it up in the sky. I have done that. Yeah. I used to love doing those things. I started building my own. That's cool. I actually had a space shuttle. Space shuttle had had one of them that would fly up so far, and then when when it you know the engine pops or whatever, yeah. it, you know release the parachute, it would actually kick kick out the back end, and some of it would come out and parachute down, and then a rubber band made the a wing flip around, and it actually like turned into a glider. And wow! It gl- glided. It doesn't sound like the right word, but it glided down. It's pretty cool. Huh. I like doing those things. I actually want to introduce my my youngest son to those things. Let's do it and let's record one and put it on the YouTube page. Yeah, your kids. Let's all we let's just go ahead and get one. Let's get one, and your kids and my kids will go. We'll go fly that sucker. I'm in. I've been to I've been to NASA, but <laughs> <laughs> I know how it works. There you go. <laughs> well, all right. We we should probably get into into tonight's topic, which is going to be. Jonah. Yes. Jonah. Jonah. And you might ask, why Jonah? Well, Jonah went on a trip. He did take a trip. And it wasn't on a good old gospel ship. <laughs> <clears throat> so, anyway. Wrong direction. Yeah, kind of went the wrong direction. And you know what's funny is I always heard, as a kid growing up, I always heard this story, was that Jonah was told to go to the city, the city of Nineveh, and to preach to him, and that he was scared to go, and that's why I got on the ship and started going in the other direction. Did you ever hear, I mean, was that? 
Yeah, and I would I would challenge if you're a parent out there right now, if you have a Jonah book on your child's bookshelf, go give it a read. That's exactly what yes, I'm gonna tell you. See if it see if it tells you that. Yeah, he was he was scared. He just didn't want to go talk to people. Yeah, like he was nervous about about what up. they would do. Didn't like public speaking. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Thought they would do something bad to him. Yeah. <laughs> when in actuality, he was just kind of a jerk. He loathed them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, here's the real story of Jonah that you might have never heard before. Um, jo- you should read the whole book of Jonah. It's pretty quick. Yep. Uh, it's only like, is it four chapters, I believe? Yeah, I think so. Uh, four chapters, very short book. You can read it in, in five, ten minutes. Um, but in the, in the very beginning, Jonah 1-1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of... Amitah, or something like that. He said, get up, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because their wickedness has confronted me. However, Jonah got up to flee to Tarshish from the Lord's presence, and he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. Uh, He paid the fare and went down with them to Tarshish from the Lord's presence. Most of you probably know what happened there. Uh, There was a big storm. And it was such a violent storm, the people were, uh, the sailors were freaking out, throwing stuff overboard, doing everything they could do. And uh, so they they basically ended up trying to figure out that it was such a bad storm, they figured there's got to be a god or gods or something that is angry with us or somebody on the ship. So they they kind of drew straws. And to find out who was to blame for the trouble that they were in, and uh, so they did that, and the basically Jonah drew the the short straw, and they asked him why, what was going on, and he told them, "Hey, um, I were I'm a I'm a Hebrew. I worship Yahweh, the God of the heavens, who made the sea and the dry land." And uh, so anyway, he said, "Look, it, you throw me overboard, and everything will be fine." So that's what they did, which is kind of that's kind of weird. That's a that's kind of a turn on a trip. I mean that that's worse than taking the wrong exit and being confronted by guys with guns. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they didn't shoot us and try to kill us, but these guys threw off the boat. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty much the equivalent of trying to just uh, finish him off. Yeah. So they they uh, threw him in, and immediately the Bible says, and immediately the sea stopped its raging, and the men feared the Lord even more, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Which I find this is an interesting little addition uh, in this in this story, is that even though Jonah was disobeying God, God still showed His power to the extent that these guys who did not follow the one true God at this time, they turned and they were like, hey, you know what? This is the real deal, and we need to follow this God. And it says they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. It was like they were Jonah's first converts, (laughs) the ones that threw him into the ocean. The unintentional convert. Yeah. It's kind of (laughs) crazy. You know, sometimes people are stubborn, and you just got to get the message however you get it. Yeah. And sometimes it's by throwing somebody into 
see and see if they'll drown and then the storm stops and you realize i don't know realize god's in control yeah not sure i want to go for that kind of mission trip but all right uh the last verse in the first chapter says that the lord had appointed a huge fish to swallow jonah and jonah was in the fish three days and three nights you think it was a whale ah probably the reason I bring that up is always you always see the word fish in the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, we always say it's Jonah and the whale because we logically think a whale is the only thing big enough to yeah. swallow Jonah. But the children's book I have, I was referring to earlier about, go check it out yourself. It shows a, a basically a large brim. That's a big brim. It doesn't show a whale <laughs> at all. It shows a brim. A brim. That You need to get rid of that book. <laughs> <Just thought it's laughs> Jonah also has a best friend who's a cat. Follows him everywhere he goes, except for inside the. Dude, fish. where are you getting these books? I don't know. It's just one that showed up one day. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> All right. So, end of chapter two, we see Jonah's prayer. And uh, it says, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. I don't want to read this verse, this uh, next verse. This is verse two. It says, I called to the Lord in my distress, and he answered me. I cried out from the for, I cried out for help in the belly of Sheol. <laughs> That's like basically saying the depths of hell. Yep. But I just think he's it's funny that he says the the belly of Sheol. Anyway. All right, so um it, basically Jonah comes to his senses and in the very last part of chapter 2 he says um he says, but as for me, I will sacrifice to you with a voice of thanksgiving. I will fulfill what I have vowed. Salvation is from the Lord. That's a very important segue there and a very important look into what what Jonah's true motives here really were. And it says, the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. If he didn't stink before, <laughs> he does now. Been there three days. Belly of a fish. <laughs> Yacked up on the shore. Yeah, it's got to be quite a mess. It can't be the most pleasant thing to go through. I wouldn't think so. You think he basically just, I mean, it says that he vomited him out on dry land. I'm thinking he just got back in the ocean. I hope so. Or sea or whatever. Yeah, I hope he went in there and took a little, Yeah, kind of took a bath. But maybe it could have been like really paranoid, like. What if another fish what if another one? I've always kind of wondered how he got to wherever he was going from there. I'm sure he walked. Yeah, I mean, was it... <laughs> but was it like a... I mean, it definitely wasn't like an isle, a little island or something. I mean, it had to be... I'm just... I've always been curious as to where... Like if the well turned and went back the other way toward... And basically threw him up on Nineveh, where he was supposed to go. Like where he was supposed to go? I bet it was yeah. pretty close. He probably didn't give him a real chance to run away again. I always wondered, too, if anybody saw it, like saw him get <laughs> vomited back. Like there's some dude out there just fishing, trying to get some dinner. And all of a sudden, this whale rolls up, and he's like, whoa. And all of a sudden, blah. <laughs> Ain't dude, nobody believing him. Dude falls out on the floor. Oh, oh goodness. Okay. 
All right, so uh, beginning of chapter three, then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Get up, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach the message that I tell you. So Jonah, Jonah got up and went to Nineveh. Um, so basically what happened is uh, Jonah went into Nineveh and was like, hey, guys, God is going to destroy this place in 40 days if you do not repent. And in verse five, it says, the men of Nineveh believed in God. So they proclaimed a fast. They said, hey, please, God, forgive us. And uh, and boom, they they repented. And, you know, from, from the top down, I mean, they, they did this whole sackcloth and ashes and all those kind of things. And, uh, and so they, they turned from, turned from evil. And even the king, like, put out a decree that said, each man must turn from his evil ways and from the violence he is doing. Who knows? God may turn and relent. He may turn from his burning anger so that we won't perish. And God saw their actions that they had turned and he relented. And I want to read this last verse. Then God saw their actions that they had turned from their evil ways, so God relented from the disaster he had threatened to do to them, and he did not do it. Next verse, next chapter, immediately. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became furious. <laughs> not too happy about the uh, the scenario. And, you know, it's it's a great story of God's redemption in here of what he'll do for lost people because the people in Nineveh were pretty bad. They were a pretty uh, troubled group. They didn't do a lot of good things. I mean, they were they were some bad folks. And so Yeah, I mean and they they were an enemy of the Israelites. Right. Like really bad enemy. Enemy 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 enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of us could argue that Jonah had a legitimate reason not to want to go there. But it's also because he Jonah didn't want to go there because he knew that God could and would redeem them if they turned from their wicked ways. He just didn't think they deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what it says in verse 2. He prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, isn't this what I said while I was in my own country? That's why... I fled toward Tarshish in the first place. I knew you were a merciful and compassionate God, slow to angry, rich in love, and one who relents from sending disaster. And now, Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Boo hoo. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's not too happy. He's a mess, man. I mean, like, just a total mess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely uh, tried to take the wrong path. And when he got put back on the right path, he still wished he could have went down the wrong path. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I know I got swallowed by a fish. I know you brought me here. I know it was all for a purpose, but darn it, I don't like it. Yeah. And he just was not happy about it. And they, you know, the people turn and repent, and God... God is like, hey, I'm not going to destroy the city and kill all you people. And Jonah's like, Dad, gone it. I knew that's what you were gonna do. <laughs> you, think, you think he'd be happy, like, oh, they're no longer bad people. They're starting. They're gonna start changing to be good. They could be friends. They could be allies. All these things. No, not Jonah. No. I mean, he basically. Here's the deal. He basically wanted them to burn. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he wanted God to go thermonuclear on him. An amazing part about this story is we always hear about uh, Jonah and this, this story. He's a hero of faith and all this, just like some of the other people. Dude had strong faith. I mean, you yeah. can't question Jonah's belief in God because yeah. from the very beginning, he's like, yeah, I know who you are. I know who you and are. And I know what you can do. <laughs> I know what you're about to do, God. You're about to love those people. I mean, how many stories do we hear about people doubting who God is and doubting yeah. what God can do? Jonah's not that brother. He's <laughs> just yeah. like straight up, I know it and I don't want it. Yeah. So don't. So, so here's my question. Who might we be are there people that we would kind of be angry with God about saving or are there people that maybe our actions show that we don't really care if they live or die yeah I mean you just jumped right in the deep end of the pool didn't you (laughs) because I mean okay it's where the big fish are (laughs) I think it's easy for some people to say right this moment that if you're a murderer, rapist, maybe child abuser, there's some people that would immediately say, I don't think they should get have redemption. Right? I mean, I think I think there would be people that would say that. Yeah. Um, now, I don't remember exactly how you asked your question, but it, it, just, it just strikes me as, do we think people deserve it or not deserve it, kind of like Jonah did. Man, it's hard, but everybody deserves that shot at redemption, you know? Yeah, I, and I wonder, like, let's even make it more personal. Are there political groups or different people based on their choices of life gay um just you know opposite end of the the social spectrum as you or you know or you or I whatever um maybe the opposite end of the political spectrum level maybe, of wealth would you say yeah level yeah of wealth, class warfare kind of thing i mean how maybe we wouldn't go to the point of saying man i hope they die and go to hell you know but are we doing anything to prevent that? Mm-hmm. Are we doing anything? Are we reaching out and and trying to include everyone in you know in God's family, or are we kind of picking and choosing just based on who we're talking to? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. It's a good way to think about it because sometimes. You know, um, our lack of action shares what we think about something, right? I mean, because if I don't, uh, if I don't think a certain people is redeemable, or I don't think um, certain people should have the opportunity to find Jesus, an opportunity to make changes or do different things in their life, whatever it is, whatever category you get into, if I don't think that can happen or if I just don't like a certain kind of person or a certain group of people or something like that and so I just avoid at all costs then I'm, I'm pretty much making that decision saying I don't I don't think they should be or could be redeemed so I'm just going to avoid them I mean yeah 
or my dislike for them, which isn't right. I'm not yeah. trying to imply that it is at all, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a. Yeah. And I think we can, I think we're really quick to judge Jonah for, because his was just really obvious and it got pointed out and, you know, all those kind of things. But I think this is a sneaky little thing, you know, um, and, and Jonah, um, or that God kind of works through this some with Jonah, um, Basically, here it says, the Lord asks, is it right for you to be angry? And then Jonah left the city, sat down under a like a, a shelter there, and it, and had this, anyway, he was in the hot sun, and, and God grew a plant over him to, to kind of shade him from the sun, give him a little relief. And then God sent a worm to attack the plant, and it withered. And so... The sun beat down on Jonah's head, and he was just, you know, oh, it's so hot, I'm about to die, all those kind of things. And then God asked Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, yes, it is right. I'm angry enough to die. So God said, you cared about the plant, which you did not labor over and did not grow. It appeared in a night and perished in a night. Should I not care? Okay, I'll stop right there. So in other words, you didn't have anything to do with that plant. Just like you didn't have anything to do with all of those people in Nineveh. Mm-hmm. They, they meant nothing to you, but they did to me. Because God was there the whole time. Yeah. You know, God saw each one of them be born. He saw each one of them grow. He saw, you know, all those kind of things. Um. And so God asked him this question. He said, should I not care about the great city of Nineveh, which has more than 120,000 people who can't distinguish between their right and their left, as well as many animals? And so it was God, basically God was saying, you know what? You don't care, but you should. You cared about this plant more than you cared about 120,000 people that might have gotten destroyed had they not repented. And implying that um, they didn't know their right hand from their left hand, you know, to me that's, they didn't know any better. Like they needed to be taught. Yeah. They needed to be educated. They needed to be, be told what they were doing uh, was not in agreement with God. Was against what he was, And to have that chance to uh, find that redemption, and if if somebody doesn't know that, then how can you hold it against them? You know, and I think that was the, the another point he was trying to make. There's, it, it, they're full of ignorance. Yeah, not ignorance like they're just dumb, but ignorance. They don't know the truth. Yeah, somebody needs to go tell them. Go tell them. Yeah, and they'll change. But he didn't care. And how many times do we do we act that same way? Like you're saying. Yeah, and, and it there's nothing. I mean, kind of as far as I can see, there's nothing really that that says that Jonah changed, that he actually changed, you know, that is that he had a heart change because that's where the the book ends right there, yep. the the story ends, um, was you know with Jonah still angry about the fact that these people didn't die, and uh, it, it is it's an interesting story, but um, in in landing the plane for tonight because we want to keep these short. Um, you know, sometimes sometimes we know what God's 
what God's wanting us to do. Yeah. And we we just choose the wrong path. We choose to go in a different direction. Um, and man, we can get ourselves into trouble doing it. And, and sometimes it's it's a little more kind of hidden from us, and that would that we have to kind of point out, hey, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Am I, you know, kind of look into look a little deeper into our motives to really see what's what's motivating us. But um, in, anyway, just man, it just through summer and this, especially fall, all those kind of things. Um, let's let's try to be really aware of where God is sending us, where he's nudging us, where he is um, kind of asking us to to step into situations and maybe talk to somebody, have some boldness to, to speak to somebody. And uh, let's not shy away from that or turn away from that like Jonah did. Um, I want to read this. I want to read this last verse. This is uh, from the book of Revelation chapter 7. And it, it, it kind of, it, I it was reminded of it, because of, you know, these people were in, in Nineveh, and we had Jonah, and there's all kinds of people that are so different from us. But this is what John saw. He says, after this, I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were robed in white with palm branches in their hands. And they cried aloud in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. If you remember Jonah's prayer in chapter 2, he said, Salvation is from the Lord. In other words, I know what you're going to do. You're a faithful God. You save people. And now we see this, which is actually in the future. Uh, Revelation is, a, is about what John saw that, that is going to happen. And he, they are crying out, salvation belongs to our God. And it's different people from all different languages, races, um, you know, tribe, every nation, every people, every language. So just this vast myriad of people that nobody can count all saying the same thing and agreeing with Jonah that salvation belongs to our God. So, guys, as we go along... Um, no matter who it is that God kind of nudges you to speak to, just do it. Because if you don't, you never know what kind of trouble you might get into. <laughs> hey, you never know. God asks you to do something. It's not always about you. It's not always about you. So, Or just about you. It's pretty much never about you. <laughs> <laughs> Usually. All right. Well, that's the show. That's the, this, is the, this is the last episode of Bible Tripping, our summer series. I'm kind of sad to see it go, Jonathan. Yeah. I'm glad we're we'll tripping. We get to do another show in a couple of weeks, but we do. So maybe we'll get back to a more regular schedule again. You never know when life throws a throws an obstacle in your way, but we're going to keep rolling and and just so thankful y'all join us here at Land the Plane Podcast and are part of the part of the family and listen in. Uh, just make sure you join us on social media out there. Uh, of course, Twitter, Insta or Instagram, Facebook, Land the Plane today. You can check us out on Twitter at Land the Plane two four seven, or send us an email at Land the Plane today at gmail.com. We love to talk to you. We want to interact with you. We don't get to do a lot of that, and we want to do more. So please reach out to us. Let us know where you're listening from. Um, maybe some something that's uh, uh, triggered with you, or just if you have a topic or something you want to talk about, uh, send it to us. Let us know, and uh, we'll be happy to do that. So. 
hopefully, uh, coming up in the fall, we got a lot of exciting things. Hopefully, that all works out, and uh, we have some good shows for you and continue to grow. But I uh, hope you had a good summer. hope you enjoyed taking these quick little trips, and I hope you had some fun trips with your family and enjoyed the summer because we all need prayer right now because yeah. school is starting. <laughs> Especially our teachers <laughs> yeah, so. and administrators and staff and all those people yeah. that work in the schools. Yeah, pray for them. Pray for everybody. So we need it. So that's the show, Jonathan. All right. I'm out of here. Fun. Y'all have a good uh, morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it might be, yeah, where you are. Yeah. All right. you say. See y'all. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again.